Hi, and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang, and you're listening to the TL Podcast, where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. How's everyone going? Amazing. Very good. Good hand. Yeah. What's your hand? What happened? Uh, yes. So I had myself a little surgery yesterday. Um, I'm actually getting a bit more movement. I, I was, I was a bit concerned yesterday. You know that um, you guys may or may not have experienced, but um, when you've had when you have children, they give you an epidural if you really need it, and it, it basically paralyzes you. They did the same thing with my arm yesterday. Oh, anyway. But I'm on the mend. I had a cyst removed from my bone and a bone graft in its place, and I'm feeling much better, much better. Just a bit sore. I'll be in this um, cast for a couple of months, perhaps. And but yeah, a little bit of rehab, and I'll be back on the horse, as they say. You but are I'll left-handed, be... right? You're right-handed, right, Lou? So you are right. I am right-handed. Okay, so that's good. I can type, text, and answer my phone and do everything still. I can drive because my car now is an automatic. So I contracts, do... agency agreements. That's what you need exactly. to worry about. So. That's it. And I can drink wine. <laughs> I can Damn, you're it. looking a bit skinny, mate. What's going on? Oh. <laughs> Trick photography. I was about to say, mate. <laughs> you'd be I was about to say, you'd be able to advise Lou on wrist injuries, wouldn't you, mate? You'd oh, here we go. Of the here we go. Oh, dear. You're talking about when I'm trimming my bonsai? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> what I was talking about, mate. Yeah, it's very uh, labour-intensive. <laughs> he did say, actually, when we got on, he was getting, he was a bit hangry. I said, what's up? And he said, I think I'm just hangry. So you want a diet or something, Cam? No, I've just been busy and didn't eat, so I need to. I've just eaten, so it should kick in about half an hour. I'll be all right. Until then, I'm pissed off. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a medical condition. The chemicals in your brain go haywire. So there is angry. Actually, wait, uh, is true. Anyway, that's good. So let's start with the wine then. Lou first. Um. So I got what I could find in my cupboard. Can we start with Lou dodging the wine competition because the message said in WhatsApp. I'm getting surgery the day after, so I can't drink. Not I'm having surgery the day before and I can drink, it, which would be why cancel the competition. So I, I think you lose by default. I think the competition's back on and you lose. I am having surgery on Wednesday in Newcastle. There you go, boys, right there. I'm having surgery in Newcastle. You might be able to drink. Does it say somewhere that you won't be able to drink? It does. It says. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what are you doing right now? I need an exemption from wine comp. We, I have a um, surgery on oh. Wednesday in Newcastle. It will depend on how I come out, but I'll be in the pod either way. Is exactly what I said. What have I'm you? Got, what have you? What have you got there? What am I drinking? Um, exactly. Of water. No, King of Clubs, twenty twenty, <laughs> Cab Merlot. Just proving my point. What I was, what was in the cupboard? Because <laughs> I can't drive yet. Well, what's so in Newcastle, they would have had more bottle shops for you to choose from as well. Because we always hear you whinging about there's not enough to choose from in port, so you would have had more of a selection as well. I, I, I did a flying trip down and. Point is, I won the last one. She's trying to ruin my momentum and dodge a loss. <laughs> Cut me some slack, Jesus. Anyway, what are you drinking? 
Mine is um, Chateau Tanunda. It's probably um, a, a heritage place now in Barossa. You should go. It looks amazing, um, especially on the website. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like a chateau that these families bought and they've totally renovated. And they have vines that are up to 100 years old. It's, I think the property is 113 years old. Wow. And so I'm having a 2019 Shiraz. We'll see. Beautiful. Awesome. Um, going for an old favorite, Scarborough, Hunter Valley Chardonnay for 2020. Um, yeah, good drop. <laughs> You've done a lot of research, man. Absolutely. <laughs> well, because Lou dogged it, so I went straight <laughs> to the... I went straight for the middle shelf of um, Wiggleland oh. and I spent $18 on. Oh, come on. What oh, does it say? Went? Wenty, Wenty. It's a Californian Chardonnay, so it's quite okay. nice, but I wasn't going to waste I wasn't going to waste it. <laughs> so you've done better oh, than The winery is beautiful. On did, the did, did, we say, did we say that the competition is back on? Next week. No, we uh, said Lou loses by default. Oh. <laughs> Wait, actually, why don't we just quickly... Lou says, Lou says, I'm not drinking, and then comes with the most filled red wine glass I've ever seen. Hold up your glass again. You've tipped half a bottle in it. I'm operating one... <laughs> I'm operating one-handed, and I poured it before we started in case I knocked just into my straw, bottle. Lou. Just you get a straw, Lou. You usually pour a bottle of No, I oh, usually hold okay. one, the glass in one and the bottle in the other. So, geez, just... Cheers, guys. Yes. $18. $18. Does it taste like $18? Uh, after three sips, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Are we talking yeah, about that, um, Yeah, well, I want to talk about your doppelganger, your lookalike, Chris, that resigned yesterday. Who's Dan Oh, Daniel Andrews. <laughs> He's got the same hair. Hey? You just need a. Um, Pair of is he not the worst? Is he not the worst premier? Oh, he's the worst I've seen. Actually, if you put Cam's glass, <laughs> you'd go pretty close, I reckon. Not that I know the bloke personally or anything about politics, but I reckon he's got to be the worst that I've seen. He was the worst during COVID, wasn't he? Oh. Oh yeah, during COVID, yeah. yeah. Shocking, shocking. And then the Olympic, uh, what is it? The Commonwealth Games or whatever it is. He's just canned and God knows what. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry? And Jacinta stepped in. The lady's taken a space, his place. Mm. Mm. She's going to announce a cabinet next week, I reckon, she said. But anyway, I don't get in politics. Don't understand it. No go zone. Mm. Mm. Well, you can tell that was insightful. That was good. Well done, guys. Good job. Yeah, good <laughs> one. Thank you. Yes. Quality television we're producing right now. <laughs> You started the topic. Oh, I threw it out. Any other news? Oh, I heard in in this morning inflation's gone back up. So where that where that takes us or leads us is a you know another story. But um, well, that, well, in turn, if inflation goes up and it continues to climb, they've got no option then to other than to increase the interest rates. And yeah. it's, it's a hand-in-hand process. Yeah. Um, and they saw inflation level out for a little while, and that's why they've missed a couple of increases. 
Mm. And they thought they had it under control. So obviously, I hope this is just a blip in the economy. Mm. Um, but it doesn't, if it's, uh, if it continues, I suppose we're going to get a couple more interest rate rises to pull mm. that back under control. Yeah. Then we might have a bit more of an effect on the market. I don't know about you guys, but stock's hard, but <laughs> buyers are everywhere. Yeah. 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 Plenty of inquiry. Lots more buyers it- than we had six months ago. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're, they're hot to trot. They're ready to go. They're wanting to secure something. So the market's strong. The market's strong. So if you're selling, problem is the people have got, there's not as much stock for them to choose from on the mm. other side of that. Mm. Um, if they're moving into state, maybe that's a different thing. They'll, you know, able to gain, you know, capitalize on their sale here and buy something, you know, whether it's the sunny northern Florida of Australia called Queensland um, or, or where they go. But it's a strong market. <laughs> We're saying the opposite with stock. I mean, you want to be ready because there's four million properties coming on market. Yeah. Okay. So, but all they've got to do is talk about raising interest rates again, and that'll that'll change. People down, you reckon? Yeah, I'm not saying the stock levels increase very much in area, but uh, I've heard somewhere uh, some areas are. Walk anyway. outside, mate. Mm. Yeah. Say that again. I said, walk outside, have a look around. Yeah. <laughs> not seeing it. I think we're all in a little bit of a different market. Like, you know, our office in Foster, I mean, look, I know that's an area where the retirees tend to flock and, you know, we can put a property on in in excess of a million dollars and sell it in the same week where we put something on in that price in Port Macquarie. It's taking two or three months to sell it. It's such a strange, and we're an hour apart, such a strange market, like difference in markets, you know? And then you're saying, Cam, you've got stock everywhere. Chris, you're saying you've got none. Um, we've got a steady stream, but yeah, it's just the difference of an hour, a difference what an hour can make, you know? Different microclimates. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All good. All right. You're very so, I'm listening, I'm listening. Very interested. <laughs> you look interested. I am. Thanks for the input. <laughs> So today's topic is why do we do wine and wisdom? Oh, it's, mm. it's actually very, it's a very good topic. It is. I thought it was simple, yeah. simple but deep. Yeah. Mm. Um, I wrote one word, it was wine. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was a, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting question. Mm. Does someone yeah. go first? That's not me. Um, okay, I'll I'll go first. I think um, when you guys asked me to get on and do something like this, I I always like you know when you guys first started, I was quite interested in what you were doing, and I thought, geez, that would be good to be a part of that or something like that. I've always valued learning, um, but. I think the difference for me was my life, sort of the path that I took. I had a lot of life experience as I got older, but not necessarily a lot of practical knowledge, I suppose. And since that path I took, I think there's been a, a desire just to learn and grow from a young age. And every opportunity that I could find to do that, I I jumped at, even as scary as it was, you know. So I think now it's something that I'm quite used to and I enjoy doing it and it, I get um, lots from it but initially it was scary because you know you're putting yourself out there to be 
speak your mind and and be judged and and it came with a bit of anxiety but that also comes with the opportunity of courage and vulnerability I suppose so I I do it for that that's one of the reasons probably three in there but one <laughs> what about you guys so Kim you were you you and Tia were the the sort of founding fathers for what's about <laughs> you guys were the, the the forerunners the crusaders you know the trailblazers so I ask you at the beginning right because I've got my sort of take on it when I come in a, I don't know three four weeks afterwards but from the onset for you two and this is a thought that I had in my head initially why did you guys want to do it yeah one one, I think, um, no, so the, the idea came about because you guys have all sat in a room with TL and talked quite a few times about how Einstein used to have a group of people that he'd sit around and drink wine with and talk philosophy. And uh, whenever it was, it was only would have been two weeks before we did the first podcast, he was starting the TL podcast and I and me being the ego-driven human that I am, I'd always wanted to be on TV and do a podcast myself. And I said to him, I think we're in a restaurant at um, Castle Hill. I said, here's an idea you can steal for free because I can't execute it. You mm. always wanted your Einstein group. You do a podcast, you call it Wine and Wisdom, you sit around and drink wine and you talk philosophy. So that was, and then uh, three days later, he rings me and says, we start next Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And, we did the first one. We did the first one, but what people don't know is the first one went for three hours and about four bottles of wine. And someone, I don't know who, because he gets it right every week on Facebook, forgot to hit record. And um, <laughs> we got to the end of it, couldn't put a sentence together and hadn't recorded a thing. So oh, we um backed up the next day. <laughs> And safe to say, the actual, the, the first version that actually came out was a lot flatter than the first version we did because <laughs> didn't want to drink nothing left. But yeah. I think the idea was to, to, it was it was initially that it was to talk philosophically and that to um, have debate and to, to talk. You don't get to have the conversations we were having early dollars. You don't get to have those in your daily life very often, especially with the life we lead. So it was an opportunity to do that and. Yep. Clearly, Thomas didn't like anything that was coming out of my mouth because it only took a week or two for Chris to be brought into. Uh, <laughs> so I was, I was feeling lonely, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cam, it's funny you bring up about the. It's not often we sit around and we, you know, we discuss topics in detail or even give ourselves a bit of time set aside to actually. And I don't don't know what to call it other than deep think really concentrate on an issue or a topic and really dissect that down to our actual belief on that. We've done so many. I mean, I remember the Christmas one for me was fantastic. I remember um, dissecting, you know, what does Christmas mean to us? And it's just that ability to stop, pause, pause, and just focus on, on that topic and really understand what we are, what we personally think about that topic and then share that with, for people that you value, I think for me is a fantastic thing. Um, mm. This for me is a selfish indulgence, wine and wisdom. I believe I really enjoy it. So yeah, that's how I do it. It's a, a selfish indulgence. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that um, 
captured it very well. But Socrates used to say, he had a line that says, an, an examined life, a life that you don't examine is not a life worth living. Mm -hmm. We live in a society, and especially the people in sales, it's running constantly. It's trying to put sales and then do this, and then tomorrow it's another grind, and, and you keep on going. Mm. One day you turn around and you're sick. One day you turn around and you're gone. One day you turn around and you can't do that anymore. And so what happened is <clears throat> people are not taking the time to just have a stop, have a bit of a breather to look at life because this too shall be finished. And, and whatever physical life we're having right now, we also have a stop. Mm -hmm. And so to have the ability to sit down and start conversing about things, that is very important because if your idea is worth a grain of salt, it should be able to withstand the onslaught of other people's logic. And mm -hmm. so you have to be able to debate your ideas. Yeah. But for me, the biggest thing was <clears throat> the, uh, the freedom of my own thinking because uh, I obviously did have a lot of NGE. I had obviously a lot of um, uh, censorship in terms of my thoughts, in terms of what I would say. And so I still remember the first few Wine and Wisdom podcasts we did. It, yeah, sure, we, it took us two or three hours to talk about these things because we had like three bottles of wine to go through. But then it would take the team something like nine hours just to delete, just to edit, just to remove things because <laughs> I didn't want to sound a certain way and I didn't like a certain word. And, and, and I think that that really was not something that I noticed then, but as time went by, and that's when I realized, oh, hold on, how much of our life do we live on censorship? Mm. And, and I think that wine and wisdom has then become a door for me to really um, start looking at the difference between who I am and the person I'm portraying and seeing the bridge in between. Mm. And in that respect, I think wine and wisdom has not saved my life, but has really opened up my mind to free living. Yeah. Freer living. Freer. I 100% agree. It's something that I've thought really deeply about as well. You know, whether we have one audience member or we have 100 audience members, the topics that we dive into are usually quite deep topics. They relate a lot to our work, but in life in general. And you, you are you're coming on here, and I know we all do the same thing. You're giving your honest belief or opinion or thought about something. You're showing your your character of what you truly think and believe and whether that's agreeable to some or not, but that's the, the opportunity that we're taking and putting out there. And I think um, one thing that I thought about was we're leaving, whether we realize it or not, th it, this is recorded. What goes out into the social media world stays out there and you know, it's forever available. And, and that's the thing, you know, we all have children and it's an opportunity to be our true selves and and bring that to the table and they're going to see it one day hopefully they see all of them and whatever but it's giving them a snippet of our lives as well and how we think and feel about things which is important 
I think it's been a good exercise in reevaluating that too. I think, you know, with this, the, the version you're seeing now is, couldn't be more different to the version, the first one that TL and I put out. And I think um, yeah. it was, we, we, there was some backlash early on. There was, yeah, there was freedom yeah. of thought. Well, no, there was, it was freedom of thought and, yeah. and lack, you know, trying to not censor ourselves. But then we went back into a censorship phase based on outside influences and the podcast changed because of that. And then we started breaking free again and it's gone again. And there's been a couple of times, like the question is why we do wine and wisdom to be completely honest, there's been a couple of stages while we've been doing it. I've actually got off and gone, why are we doing it? Because we did go too far the other direction. We, were, we weren't being ourselves. We weren't um, being 100% authentic in... Uh, our thoughts were authentic, but the way they were portrayed and the arguments were put through. And I think more recently, we, we're starting to go back to the good old days where we could have a good, honest debate without uh, worrying about offending people or... or um, um, offending each other i mean there's been those times too you know but um so that there's been a, every time i hear brene brown i ask why <laughs> every time i ask but but it's funny that pool, the pool of how society or community expects you to be is always there and even though you know the people who complain the most probably don't even watch the bloody thing right they just heard yeah. someone say the lunch word a couple of times or whatever and, and made all their judgments based on that. But we, on occasion, we've reacted to that by changing. So it's a very interesting social experiment in that sense. I mean, we all we all hear our business owners and one of the biggest backlashes we heard was, oh, well, no one had listened with you if they heard you saying that. Might be scary to think, but can you see here's the can that sits in someone's lander and enlists their property, but he doesn't change. So, yeah. Uh, and that's been a, you know, instead of empowering other people, I think it's, it's somehow, in some ways, that's been lost in communication as well. So yeah. um, it's, it's been a very interesting social experiment. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that we have noticed also that our communication skill has improved. Um, yeah. The early, the early one wisdoms were a, a real shit fight. It was, everyone over everyone it was like let's just fight to make sure we have our voice heard and now you can see that there's a lot more in terms of trying to listen first have, have a look we have no problem with attacking an angle but we're taking that time to really listen before we respond mm -hmm. i think that it has been a, a great opportunity for us to personally improve personal communication, which is the one thing that we've been trying to push on two people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think take the Zoom out of it, Thomas, and put us all back in a room. I think talking over each other will be back like that. <laughs> Three bottles of wine, four bottles of wine, and a heap of salami and cheese. Forget it. It'll be all over. How, good was, how good was that? Huh? <laughs> Mate, it wasn't good for the waistline or the cholesterol levels, but can I tell you, every Thursday, I was asked by someone, why do you give up your day off? Because at that time, I wasn't a business owner. Why do you give you up your time, your day off to go and do Wine of Wisdom? Because well, it's something I love doing. It's not something, it wasn't a chore. It wasn't a task. It was an enjoyment. So, And that's why I called it, a, a, in no way, personal, a self-indulgence for me. Um, a, little bit, a, a little bit greedy, a little bit selfish. Uh, but at the end of the day, if we can help, if even if we have, do have one or two listeners that we can help and take a little bit away, I think, Someone's mentioned a grain of salt. Someone could take a grain of salt away from what we're saying. Yeah. It's fantastic. 
Um, I, I actually, I just want to make a point there, that the, the drive in the early days was to get to have listeners. And over time, it actually disappeared from me because I thought, hold on, if we're doing it for an intrinsic reason, we will always win no matter what. And, and it's a funny thing. One in wisdom, I, I mean, they can do, people should do their own thing. Don't, don't call it one wisdom. Do your own thing, start. But have that commitment to doing it. Mm. Because when you're doing it every single week, all four of us have to research a subject. Yeah. So how, how, how often do you see people getting into a conversation? They start arguing, but they got no idea. The, the idea that they have is that one line, and all that they do is to try and, uh, uh, what is it, protect that line. But in order to do one wizard, because we know the other three are going to attack. If, if, your, if your idea is not right, you're going to get attacked. And so... You had to do research from every kind of angle. And, and I think that this gets people to really have more of a thorough approach to things, you know? Mm, and, and in that respect, one wisdom has taught me a lot about try to see every single angle first before you think you have some kind of opinion. Mm, yeah. And I think what it's doing also, it's allowing us to see different versions of each other but it's allowing other people to see a truer version of who we are as people. And ultimately that only leads to better and more meaningful connections with other people. I think, you know, as they say, owning your story and living your life is the bravest thing you can do. And a lot of people hide from that. A lot of people carry shame about that or what their past might be or whatever. But, you know, we honestly get on here every week and we speak our mind and whether, as I said before, whether three people agree or two people don't, whatever, but, we're coming on here and people were respecting that and seeing a, a a true side to us, which is in this day and age, one of the hardest things to find is authenticity. Look at the world we're going into, you know, this AI and all the rest of it. Like it's hard to find. Chris, you're already an auctioneer, so you already love the sound of your own voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Italian, mate. I love to argue. <laughs> being, being on show, my biggest fear in school, I failed. I was very, very good at English, except I'd fail every year because I would not do speeches. Wouldn't, could not get me up in front of the class. No. And you're very articulate, so that surprises me, mate. So, but yeah, I mean, I've since overcome that fear, and I think I've only got more comfortable with it through doing this. But for someone, Theo, I know you're used to being up on stage. You were used to being up on stage and doing those sort of things, but it was in a controlled environment in that you knew who was sitting in front of you so you could you know you could talk yourself into it has this made doing that easier has it made are you less nervous getting on stage are you more open to talking to more strangers I don't know because you put yourself on here the biggest we can't underestimate the skill we're learning by being on here the biggest thing that stuffs up a lot of real estate agents is their fear of putting themselves where they need to be all the time in front of in front of people and even I forget that sometimes I get uncomfortable in situations but then I think if you sat back and thought hang on for a while it was every Thursday I'm putting my ugly mug out to the millions of people that are watching um then everything we do in daily life should be easy so has it, has it opened that up for you TL? No because I, I think I've spoken to a thousand people I've spoken to I mean the first time that I sang in front of people it was a thousand people when I was 12 years old. So I did, I've done many of these things that they sell. 
there's no issue. I think that what has happened through One and Wisdom is it has allowed me to be more authentic. And, and I think that that's the, 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 the biggest thing that people regret on their deathbed. The biggest regret that people have on their deathbed is not really actually not taking enough risk. The biggest one was not to live their life by their own standards. Mm. And, mm. and this is a weird thing is most of us go through life in some kind of social hypnosis. This is what you wear. If you don't wear this and you go out for business, this is not accepted. Most of us live a life where we're being judged. Most of us go to work and work for someone else and don't even have the audacity nor the courage to go out of our cocoon to try something to master our destiny, to control our destiny. We, we, we just guinea pigs going around, getting our pay until we retire. And then we retire. We rely on the government to look after us if they do. And so through wine and wisdom, what I have experienced is that, first of all, that ability to like your own voice. You know, I, I tell you the truth, I've done public speaking for a long, long time, but you know that I've never listened to my own voice in any recording until just two or three years ago. I couldn't stand listening to my own voice. So here's a bit, so I've been doing this for many, many years, but then if someone was to put my own recording back to me, I'd run, I'd go, no, I don't wanna hear, I don't wanna hear this. Mm. And so wine and wisdom has allowed me to be comfortable with this, to loving this. And because if you don't love yourself first, I mean, how the hell do you get a client to love what you present? How mm -hmm. do you cross? How yeah. do you, as, as a person who's even trying to date somebody else, how do you get to present the best of yourself to your potential partner? Mm. 100%. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I think it's an opportunity too, or I see it as an opportunity to give back in some way. I feel like, you know, I don't know who I'm giving back to, but I, I feel like that's what this is giving me an opportunity to do because we take it so seriously. I know I do. We set a topic. We, I put a lot of time and effort. Sometimes the only time I have is three o'clock in the morning, but I, I get up and I do it, you know, and um, what you're saying there, Thomas, is having the courage to be yourself is such a sounds so easy but it's 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 a hard thing to do and i i heard something or read something recently that said when you stop loving people is when you should stop leading but if you can't love yourself and and own yourself and and believe in what you think and feel and what you say it's got to start there you know what i mean and so in a in a nutshell this is like giving back to somebody but giving back to myself as well Another thing that I learned really from uh, one wisdom is the understanding of human nature. Like there are weeks you guys don't understand. Sitting back and watching you guys interact, I'm going, wow, because I, I, we, we do know each other. So we, and, and what I love the most is how I can interject one line and see a reaction because that's when you really see a lot of, internal exploration for yourself but you also mm. hold on what he just said just just hit me why is it hitting me or what he just said just got another yeah. person starting to cry so what's in the human nature it, it's a beautiful thing because the real story of life i think is 
the mastery of human interaction. It's not about selling real estate. It's not about sales. It's not about how to become the best Formula One driver. The, it, the, the real story of life is how to master the art of living. How mm. to master the art of living happens in two ways. My father always said, the Occident, so the, the person from the West looks at conquest from the outside. The person from the East looks at success as a conquest from the inside. Mm -hmm. I personally believe that you have to do both because we still interact with outside, but also how do we give the best of ourselves to outside if we don't actually conquer and master the best of us first? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very good. The, the fact that you said before about, you know, you, when you started, you worried about what other people will think of your opinions. Mm. Um, I think I think that's a lot of the, the reason a lot of people don't give their opinions is because people don't understand you, you can like people who don't you don't agree with. So yeah. we all value each other's opinions here on the show, right? On the show, on the, on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and we all have strong understanding opinions. We are all very similar values as well, though. Maybe it's a little bit different. But a part of a good discussion is having different perspectives and being able to discuss those perspectives, but walk away knowing that mine doesn't have to be yours, Neil. That's right. Because that's mine. I don't have to enforce my perspective on you. I grew up, I grew up in an Italian household where we would sit around a dinner table and argue our perspective. And at the end of it, we'd, we'd call each other idiots and stupid. What are you, crazy? Um, my wife, for the first time, she sat down at the table and go, how do these people still talk to each other? Uh, but at the end of it, the, the, you, you've broken bread. You've had a couple of glasses of wine. You walk away and it's all forgotten. That's part of a good, healthy discussion, right? Definitely. Yeah, but maybe, 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 but boys, I'm, I'm going, all right, we, we, we're transparent, right? So nothing being held back but many a few times a few times after the podcast i would get a, a call from or a message from lou saying that's it i'm over this don't have to do this shit anymore right they don't have to attack me like this anymore right so <laughs> that was like many moons ago <laughs> i don't do it anymore boys it was yesterday. i want to i want to Oh. I want to clarify. I want to clarify, Lou. When you do your research into the podcast, yeah. it's wine and wisdom, right? So it's, it's there's research on the wine as well, right? So when oh. you're losing the competition, I mean, you should do a little bit more research on that sort of point of view. Just saying, don't ring Thomas and complain now. Just let you know, right? Just <laughs> Dan Murphy's oh. delivered, so you can. Oh, all so, the reason I was saying it is, is obviously, Lou, in, in the early days, you must have thought that this session was also an attack on you. Uh, yeah, and I think going back to what Chris was just saying, I think what it boiled down to, um, and Thomas, we've had these discussions over the years, like many years, um, what I struggled with a lot was the belief in myself, I think, and this coming on here and when I would have my opinions and you guys would uh disagree it made me feel yep yeah, see you're an idiot you're dumb you don't and and my reaction to that was you can get stuffed I'm not doing it anymore and so it's pushed me to another level but if you don't believe in yourself 
who can you believe in? You know what I mean? You take on the opinions and the thoughts and the feelings of other people. They're not really yours. So it's really helped me to get to that level where I don't ring Thomas anymore and say get they can get stuffed. I don't take it that way. I look at it and go, well, that's your belief and that's your opinion and you believe that and that's fine. But I I still believe what I believe, you know. You know what else has James learned? This is, I think I joked about this last time or the time before. You and Chris both, like my job here is to pull your arguments apart. But because of that feeling, you actually did more research and got more around topics. So I'm being deadly serious. It was when you when you came on, so that you're like dumb's a horrible word or anything like that. That's not the point. It was there was arguments to pull apart. Now I can't. Now I can't even get in. So it's made like it's it's easy to pretend. And I, I don't know if that's why Thomas brought it up or not. Chris is talking about how we can take it. We, we all couldn't take it at different times. We all can't yeah. take it. There's people that have come on as guests who couldn't take it. And there's people yeah. who come on who gave as good as they got. The biggest blight we have on society at the moment is if someone says something that you disagree with. Walk. It, they walk. Oh, mate, it's, but it's worth like there's people losing careers over it because they dared to say something that the popular didn't agree with. So if we as four people, couldn't control that how what hope is there for society so i did a horrible job of explaining that well wasn't there to, well didn't mean it to put you down but the arguments got better the research got better the detail got better and and i got better and that's what got better after all you know i that's, had to get that's better. the point of a mastermind group right that's the point of a mastermind group is to make yeah. yourself better so there's yeah. an old saying if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room yeah um, Sorry, boys. I planned it. I don't want to see it the first one. <laughs> yeah. You're kidding, Luane. Yeah. And and a point of a mastermind group is to lift each other, to push each okay. other to be better. And and I forgot about the Einstein thing about sitting around drinking wine. I've heard that before from you know during why we started it. But that makes so much sense. But do you know, because I know I've grown. I know I've grown from doing the podcast a hundred percent, two hundred percent, if that exists. But absolutely, and that's the thing. Like, if we all sat here and agreed with each other and said what people wanted us boring. to say, how boring! Who would watch? Nobody would care. It, it, we'd be a waste of our time, our life, our energy. You know. But that's the thing. We that only trying to protect our careers, right? That would it would be. Boring yeah. and as fake as hell, and that's yeah. I mean, that's a fear of people have. But that's that's a problem with our industry, mate. That's why we rank so poorly in everyone's bloody votes. That's why we're on a current affair as the least trusted profession recently, because we're full of people who are, who are one thing out in public, but behind closed doors or something completely different. And that's that's a shame. That's pretenders. That's a shame. I think pretenders. I think my life would be a lot of sorry. Pretenders and lies. There's some, yeah. Some ways, you know, I sit there some days and after some arguments and after some um, complaints, Lou, and go, shit, my life would be easier if I just pretended to be someone different. But then I also sit there and go, how, how much self-respect would I have for myself and how would I actually feel as a, a I'm going to use a chauvinistic term, but how could I feel as a man if I just spent the whole time pretending, hiding my thoughts and hiding my real opinions because... Someone else might agree, disagree with it. And I, I think, um, you know, this has been another vessel for that. Life, life would probably be easier if we kept some of our opinions to ourselves. But who, who gives a shit, man? But we've, also, we've spoken a lot 
over the numerous topics and it's come up once or twice. And I think I've seen nearly all three of you shed a tear in one episode or another. And I think the power of that can't be underestimated because I think a lot of what needs to change out there in society is that men are allowed to show their feelings and they're allowed to speak their mind and it doesn't always have to be the oh you know you're a pussy you're you know don't cry you don't do this you you know whatever you know what I mean like him that one that you spoke about your friend that committed suicide that time I I think that was a topic in our office for at least a month you know and people seen it people a lot of people seen a different side to you then um and I think we can't underestimate the power of just one person seeing an episode like that that's going through a tough time or it, just a, a guy or somebody that just can we can change one life well you know and it's cost us an hour of our own like that's that's the power of it and we get to drink wine doing it exactly yeah but so so why do we use wine in vino veritas what does that mean <laughs> In wine, there is truth. Because we have a problem. In a lot of ways, look, look on, a, on a, in a lot of ways, it's true. Well, it depends if you call it a problem. It's in wine, there is truth, but that means you've got to be people have got to have something to re, to break down a bit of a barrier to actually fully speak their mind. A lot of people. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh boy, I mean, it's not a good. Lock your ears, Veronique, but I've always thought you really find out about your staff once you get them pissed, right? You really find out about your your mates once you get them pissed. You really find out who people really are because the wine, you know, wine, whatever, whatever substance it is, pulls down that barrier and you don't have control over it after a while. So um, that would be my thinking behind the wine. Mm. Yeah. You see it here, you see it on the podcast. Our first five minutes is always, unless we've been going for 10 minutes beforehand, our first, <laughs> yeah. our first five minutes is always garbage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Our, first, our first five minutes is rubbish because we haven't had a, a couple of uh, looseners. I get home, don't tell Thomas, but I start at 9am, so I'm ready for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on a you know, third, I just occasionally write stuff in WhatsApp so it looks like I'm... <laughs> that that leads to a good podcast though that leads to people you know having that bit of a little bit more freedom of speech a little bit more um inhibition the removing the removal of that inhibition but mm. still to a point where you're still constrained to say well you're not going to really overstep the mark mm. um, and make it a total dick of yourself so to speak mm. uh, can i ask you guys this can i ask you so especially to cam and to thomas because and no, no offense, Lou, but I just want to know the, the evolution of wine and wisdom. We've gone through a few different sort of framework of wine and wisdom from when we were speaking about someone and specific person. We've had a few guests. Um, what what from those do you think there's things that we should be reintroducing or new things that you might and Lou that you might have something on that? Not book club. Jordan Peterson, <laughs> Jordan Peterson broke me. Jordan Peterson trying to comprehend what that was painful. That was painful. <laughs> I, I think getting the guest on every now and then is a good thing. Like I really took a lot from your mate the other week or the other month, whenever that was. Um, and the podcast that we did with Maddie, I think that was probably one of our best podcasts as well. Um, yeah, I think I think if we can continue to do that, would be good. 
I think we need to go to more wineries. <laughs> I didn't make the winery that you guys went to, unfortunately. I didn't make that podcast, but that was uh, that was a good podcast. We I, did talk I, about I, going to uh, WA, didn't we? Or South Australia? Yes, sorry, yes, yes. Well, we, we, we still, it's, it's still there. We're still alive. Uh, for, for me, I think that the wine is very much more um, an internal journey. Mm. Sure, uh, especially at the beginning of our podcast, it was so noisy by the time we, f- we finished one or two glasses. But what interesting, uh, what is interesting now is to see how much you yourself are in your true self after one or two glasses. Mm. Because I truly now have come to understanding that the difference between the self that you start with and the self that you finish by the time you finish the bottle may only be related to the amount of NGE and censorship you put upon yourself. And so when you really understand that and you can now bridge the two without the use of a substance, then maybe you get to the next level in life, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. Like most yeah, of us, yeah. listen, you go to every party, right? Ken comes to my place, does not plunge into the pool until he's done three or four bottles. But what if Ken came to my place and plunged in the pool first? Mm. Yeah, so the only difference between... <laughs> <laughs> Sober cam and drunk cam is closed, but that's the only difference. I don't know what that I don't know what that's about a past life, but I must have wanted to be naked because every so so I, I think when when I really came to that understanding that hold on, look at people when they sober and look at people when they piss because it tells you the NGE level in them. Yeah. You can analyze it. It's a beautiful thing because. That understanding of that person allows you to understand a lot of more people because really in the end, people are only categorized into a few groups. Once mm-hmm. you're really starting to see a few groups, you're starting to see a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. That's why I would never stop the wine. I think that at one stage we were thinking of maybe water and wisdom, but that didn't work. I mean, there's no, <laughs> you know, there's no such thing as wisdom in water. You got my resignation letter. And <laughs> 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 Dan, you've been there from the beginning, mate. What the evolution's changed a fair bit. Yes, book club, that was very painful at times. And I must say, that that's probably the only time I felt wine and wisdom was a burden. Where like you really had a like it was like weekly, like weekly, I don't know, chapter and all it was it was a bit of a burden. That was a bit of a burden. But, no, but it wasn't is there anything else? It was a chap. It was a chapter of a book, and we had to study a person. That's when we were doing people as well. Yeah, it was, so that it was, was the study of people. But I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. My favourite times are when I love the philosophical topics when we can have a real debate over something. Like I was, like like most of us, I think I was really enjoying the podcast with your mate Chris because I had some differences of opinion, but we could actually talk intellectually about them. The biggest thing I struggle with in the real world is trying to have an intellectual argument with every people. It turns into name calling and brick throwing. Um, brick. But I also look. I really enjoyed. 
I really enjoyed doing the new stuff. I really enjoyed, you know, like I can tell everyone's over it when I mentioned Dan Andrews before, but I, I'm a, I try and be a bit of a student of, of what's going on in the world just for knowledge sake. And I liked when we were doing that. I did. But um, people weren't, yeah. Again, it was one of them things where we, I think we were in our listener chasing phase then, TL, as you put it, and we were trying to work out how to get more people to listen. And then we stopped doing it because people weren't, Connecting with it, that's you know I, I I love that stuff and there's no there's no denying it. I, yeah, the reason I rip into Brene Brown so much Lou, is because I I think um, I've got no issue with it. Truth be told, everyone truth be told, but I think we've got to have more sources than one, right? I think all our arguments can't come from one book or one one philosophy. We've got to expand our mind. Mm. As, long as, as long as we're doing that, I'm okay. I hate it when we sense it all. I understand I say the F word too much, but I hated when we censored the swearing. I hated it because it's an authentic part of me who I am. That's just being real. Like I, I don't swear to be offensive or swear to be uh um you ask you this, Cam. You say you say it's an authentic part of yourself and like we all know it is. But yeah. in a listing appointment, would you swear? Yep. Okay. Depending on the situation, depending on if I'm in a land room with a swear, I'm not swearing. Oh, look, uh, it's situation dependent, uh, but I, you know, um, I have environmental, so depending on the person, I have and I do, and I know I saw Thomas's look then. I know it's, I know it's not what people want to hear, but that's what we're talking about, right? And, yep. and you know, apart from, I wish I wish more people embraced not so much the swearing, but embraced in a listing upon who they actually are, right? Because. Yep. You know, I've hired some bloody beautiful people and some great humans and I sit there and go, you could list people because of who you are and then they put a jacket on and turn into someone completely different. So if me connecting with myself is by the odd swear word, look, I, I, and I've, it, it works, right? So I'll bore you, um, you with a quick story. I had a listing appointment the other day. Shaking his head. <laughs> lady, was, lady was 68 and she used the F-bomb more than I've ever used it. And it was it was overlooking the water in 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 Bonnet Bay, and a beautiful lady, and yeah, used the F form more than I've ever heard anyone like a, a, probably a sailor. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Um, and I listened to an eighty-seven year old. I listed an eighty-seven year old man this afternoon, and I got out of the car and I sold his house. He was one of my first ever clients. And now his his wife's died, and they called me up yesterday and said. And I got out of my car and he went, Cam, but I'm quoting, so there's no lunch. He goes, fuck, it's good to see you. And he's an 87-year-old man and he's this big, you know. And, yeah, that's good, mate. You know, so it's not, I'm not saying go in and swear. But see, here's the thing. I'm not saying go in and swear because if it's not you, it's not you. Yeah. I learned to swear in a rugby league dressing ship. My mates, when I was 11 years old, used to tell me I swore too much. And that's like, that's how much God. <laughs> I used to swear, but it's an adjective. It's a, it's a, it's like saying "and" or "it" for me. It's a, um, so yeah. Anyway, interesting. Can I ask you guys this? Can I ask you? Not too scared to say it now because lunch. Can I ask you this? Is there? I mean, we do this, and we've we've discussed about you know getting into having good conversations about things and so forth. And do you do this in any other sort of? format genre any with other people do you have that sit down and shoot the shit or just talk about 
you know, current affairs? Do you do it at all outside of Wine and Wisdom? I've probably got two people in my life I can have a, and I'm going to offend a lot of people. There's two people in my life I feel like I can have a semi-intelligent conversation around philosophical matters. Um, one of them's already here. Um, and the other one's my good mate Gaz, who's a fair bit older than me, but he, we can actually sit in a pub surrounded by um, everyday folk and talk about you know, philosophical matters. So the short answer is, for me, no. And that's one of the first things I said. The great thing about this was I actually got to do something other than fart jokes and, and, and you know, yeah. talk talk crap well, don't get me wrong and i've got plenty of people around if i just want to talk absolute garbage i'm surrounded by people i can do it all day long but i've i found um i found what eventually happened you know steve would i'd come out of wine and wisdom and whatever topic we would be discussing we would then discuss that for another hour or so after and i think you told you were wrong i don't yeah oh, don't worry sometimes he does Sometimes he'll message me through a podcast and he'll say, Cam's right. Cam's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just at my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Cam's but, sending him the podcast to send you. Sorry, <laughs> sending him the message to send you. I just want yeah. to let you know. But, yeah, I know. I think there is there is only a handful of people that you can sit and have those deep and meaningful conversations with. Um, but I found from doing this, it would generally uh lead to more conversations that you wouldn't normally have with certain people I suppose you know like people would watch and I I, I found a lot it was the people at work you know we have a lot of closet listeners you don't know that they're on because they're not watching live but then they go on and watch and I'd go to work and they'd go so what was that really about and I'd go no you actually you know what I mean so it, it stemmed to a lot of other conversations that you and I guess it what it did is it opened my eyes to uh, other people and their hunger to learn more and and desire to to want to know more and yeah it's good. I mean, one of the things that Socrates was very well known for was to be able to roam around the the, the street of Athens, and all he would do he was not a man who knew science, he was not a man who understood philosophy. But he would only ask them one single question. He'd say to them, how do you know you're living a good life? How mm. do you know that you're a good person? And, and then he'd let them talk. And I think that that's what we're doing. And, and this is why I don't do this for numbers and who listens. It's every now and then, I mean, sure, people like surprise me with like, oh, man, I heard this or I heard that. And I'm going, no, you hear whatever you're ready for. Mm. I think that one in wisdom has now become more of a selfish uh, journey for me. It is, what is it that I'm hearing? Mm. What is it I now know here about me that I didn't know two or three years ago? Uh, so for sure, I think that the salami and the sausages and the ham and all of these things would have done probably a better job. But the, the, the since COVID, we, we've been separated like this. And so we had to look at different things. But let, let me uh, start with the closing so you guys can close and, and, and think about maybe what is the one thing that you can advise people in regards to one wisdom. And uh, for me to start, I'd like to just say that, you know, people who are listening to us are either in sales or in different avenues of life. But life is not about a mastery of a skill. Becoming the best property manager, uh, becoming the best uh, sales assistant is 
not going to make your life better. Becoming a great salesperson is not going to really be fulfilling. I think that people need to remember there are three things in life. It's skill, mindset, and self. And I truly believe that unless you grow in the mindset and the self, you are never going to be a complete person. And for my own, from my own experience, wine and wisdom has been the vehicle that has helped me enhance the mindset and the self to such an extent uh, that without having even to work on the skill, my life has got way more meaning. Mm. And my life has got probably way more meaning to, to myself because in the end, we're all going to go. Mm. And how we live and what we pass on to other people is going to be a direct, um, is, is a direct result from the person we become through our work, through our life, the way we, we do our job, not through the financial return from our job. Mm, mm, beautiful. Yeah. I'll just say, I'll just. My thing is, I get, um, I don't know, I'm not on Facebook much or Instagram much, but God, there's a lot of ads out and a lot of things out about this board game to help people have conversations and that board game where you pick a card and here's a topic to talk about. There's a, there must be a billion-dollar industry out there in getting people to have conversations with each other about stuff that we should just be able to sit down and talk about on an everyday basis. So if nothing else, like we've just spoken about, this gives us the opportunity to do it, somewhat forces us to do it. And as you said, Lou, the offshoot, that's when you probably have more deeper conversations with Steve that never would have happened on some level. I'm sure you have much deeper conversations about other stuff. But if nothing yeah. else, the, uh, the tolerance for other people's opinions and the ability to have a conversation that doesn't involve kids, work, or, or but what do we talk about all day? Kids in the world. My yeah. kids explain each other inside. As soon as I get off here, I'm, I'm going back to that. So find it out. But I'm sorry, before you finish, do not follow Lou's example. The last conversation I had, she had a head reconstruction. He's <laughs> having face reconstruction right now. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think, I think it's fun. Find a way to have Find a way to have something other than fart jokes in your life <laughs> and don't be afraid of sharing your opinion because uh, the people who don't like it don't matter and the people who will actually listen to you might have found a different circle in life. So there mm. you go. Nice. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Awesome. I, 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 I just put it simply, you are the sum of the people that you hang around and those conversations that you discuss with them need to be deeper. They need to be thoughtful conversations, a lot off the back of what Cam said. Find people of value, ask them ask them their opinion, spend time with them. Take them to dinner, maybe start a wine pub where you get together once a month and, you know, four or five of you bring a bottle of wine together. I'll tell you now, you will get way more out of it than you put in. As mm. simple as that. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Very good. Um, I think listening to everything that we've said, what I think it boils down to for me um, many years ago when I started in real estate, I 
I felt like an imposter. And I think we've all sort of felt like that somewhere in our lives at some point. And it, it drove me to the point of just wanting to throw the towel in and live the life that I knew, which was the not so good life. But I think what it came down to was Thomas's constant belief in me. He seen something in me that I couldn't see. And I think when you have somebody like that, that can allow you to see something in yourself, you feel obliged to live a better life and to do, do, do something with it. And I think putting us, stretching ourselves, putting ourselves on here and, and showing a true version of ourselves, we're allowing other people to, we're giving them the opportunity and, and the permission to also do that because it only takes one little bit of belief that's whether you have it in yourself or somebody gives that to you that starts you on your journey and then the world is your oyster after that but you've you've got to you've got to find it in yourself or have somebody that helps you find it you know and I think getting on here and and doing that maybe we're doing that for other people too nice mm. I would I would say this also just can I just anyone who's listening or listens in listens in the closet as we put it yeah. um if if you guys have got a a suggestion with a topic or if you would like yourself to come on and discuss your journey you mm -hmm. may have had a story that we don't know about let us know because we would love to hear from you we'd love to hear your input but yeah. a lot of people are they're just i don't know if it's afraid or what it is just give us that text message oh, all that what stuff we spoke about we do know what it is mate. it's all that stuff we've been speaking about for an hour so exactly. um well, listen, one wisdom has allowed me to do a lot of things, all right? And I just want to let you know, I know that you guys have been very polite, but I just come back from Belgium where I lost my father and I had to go back to Belgium and bury him. And so one wisdom has allowed me to really be very open with those feelings, um, to be able to go through a relationship that was, as you do know, a very... Uh, tumultuous with dad and got to a level where I have stopped judging dad but started admiring the beauty in dad very hard to do but I still manage to do it and when you do this then you really get to see the person in life in a very different light because we all have a master degree in judging people and quite often it is so so much more important to spend the lifetime that we have around them while they're alive, then try to live through the regrets and maybe we should have done better. Um, <clears throat> I think if it wasn't for one wisdom, I don't think that I would have lived this episode as nicely as um, I have done. I, I, again, it's very early because obviously uh, for a week I've been around mom, making sure that she's not missing the... Uh, the absence because the, the the person who's gone that's one thing the person who's left it's always the the person who carries the pain mm. but the result of one wisdom is that i already have, am receiving this gift uh, sure there are moments of pain there are moments of emptiness there are, but you you make it more bearable i think that you you also make the um NGE disappear in the background. And so I think to end this um, <clears throat> podcast, I just wanted to say to you this, if you 
have a mum and dad, make sure your mum and dad knows about you while you're around, while they're around, that it is, pos it is possible for us to put a lot of things aside because those things that they take to their graveyard without us putting aside are the things that will hold us back for the rest of our journey. Mm. All right, so uh, I really thank the, all three of you guys because I don't think that without the journey with the three of you, I would have um, probably enjoyed the passing of that who's lived a bloody good weekend and to be able to um, send him to the next part of his journey the way I did. Thank you so much for today. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Mike. See you guys. Bye. Next month, next month, next week. Love you too, y'all. Let's go. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.